You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Great evening, great evening, great evening. This is Andre Ebron, the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Podcast. It is exciting to have you all here. Can you believe when we get ready to convene this time next week, we will be right on the verge of entering into a new month. September has come and gone. Today is the first day of autumn or fall. Uh, Michigan is looking beautiful with all of the trees. I can hear my my uh, uh, ELA teacher from middle school having us write about fall. And my line was always, I can see the leaves cascading in its array of colors of orange and red and brown. And so um, tonight, listen, you all, I feel like I am 15, 16, 17 years old again, because I have the pleasure and the honor of getting the chance to have this organic conversation with none other than Dr. Sharon Underwood. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. So happy to be here with you. Listen, when I tell you I consider it an honor, it is definitely an honor to share time and space with you. Uh, Every interaction that I've had with you, whether it's through a messenger or whether it's through a conversation or over the years, uh, you never leave without sharing something empowering. And, uh, and, And when we talk, it is the empowerment and then the call to action immediately following. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the, the call to action is never uh, is never far from the empowerment. That's so uh, I'll share a story, you all. And we also have on uh, the Dr. Neely's. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Joe Casta and Jonetta Neely. Welcome. Thank you. Glad yes. to be with you. Listen, I, I'm glad to be. I'm glad that you're on here also. And I see we have uh, Miss Haley. Welcome to the show. All right. So we listen, we have this is like my childhood uh, just wrapped up and we get a chance to present it here. Uh, I want to share with you all. uh, I could not have gotten to the place where I am without God using instrumental people like Dr. Sharon. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Sharon uh, came along at a time in my life where I needed that encouragement. I needed that inspiration. I needed strong examples of of of, uh, godly entrepreneurs and people who were living a life based upon excellence. And here's here's what I'll share with you. I always talk to you about how the Holy Spirit is the intelligentsia of God that downloads Mm -hmm. the mysteries made known to us. It is, God said, I want to make known to you the mysteries. And so we have the Holy Spirit, the paracletus, the helper, the one Mm -hmm. that comes and comforts us. He's also known as the spirit of truth. How be it? The spirit of truth shall come. He shall not speak of himself. But that which he heareth the Father speak, that shall he speak. So I had the pleasure of working for Dr. Sharon uh, when she was an owner-operator of several McDonald's sites. And uh, it was one day we were sitting. I was on a break. I remember I had a strawberry shortcake, uh, you know, McFlurry. And uh, I was sitting there talking to Dr. Sharon. And I was talking about the Holy Spirit. And because Mm -hmm. I had had my, um, I guess you could say I had my prodigal son experience where I had gone and ventured 
and I had saw everything that I thought I wanted to see and pretty much done everything that I thought I wanted to do. And uh, God had reconciled me into his kingdom and, and given me a mandate. So I had become very serious about my faith. And so I was sitting there talking to Dr. Sharon. I was like, you know, I want to speak in tongues. I want, you know, I want this speaking in tongues. And it was, and if you know Dr. Sharon, for those of you who are being introduced to her, this is, I'm telling you, it's a treat. So she said, oh boy, you got it. And, and literally took me uh, to the office, said, mm-hmm. lift up your hands and begin to worship God. Mm-hmm. And so I started worshiping the Lord. Yes, and, uh Went into uh, uh, prophetess. And she, so for, if you know her, you get a chance to know her as prophetess. Some know her as mom. Some mm-hmm. know her as Dr. Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, how whatever facet you know, there's going to be a level of empowerment. And Dr. Sharon took her hands, laid hands upon my stomach, said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And she <laughs> yes, said, speak, Lord. boy, speak, speak. And yes. uh, from that point, you know, if for anybody who's gone through that process, when the Holy Spirit uh, became alive and quickened in my spirit and I, t- and I started to speak with the evidence of tongues, new tongues. Yes. And listen, it has been on since then. Yes. Uh, and knowing that when we pray in the spirit, that it yes. is a shortcut to our victory, that God Amen. downloads strategies. He downloads information. He yes. downloads his wisdom and it edifies us, builds us up, gives us confidence to take action on our faith. And so I have to credit uh, the Bible says, give honor to where honor is due. And so yes. I wanted to take the time to honor you to say that my intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, it began on that day. Amen. I was well aware of his presence and I was well aware that I, I wanted it. I was hungry, but it took that level, that person that's in a position to activate that mm-hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit in my life. And Dr. Sharon, you are that person. Amen. And I, and I know that there are so many listening that also share that same testimony, that they knew they were aware of their gifts. They knew they had some type of talent, but they didn't know how to direct it. They didn't know how to use it. And so thank God for you uh, for being in position and ready to activate that gift that's on everybody's life. Amen. 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 Praise God. Yes. Praise him. And so I got to tell some people about who you are, Dr. Sharon, Uh, present to some introducing to others. Uh, Dr. Sharon, she has a developmental anointing that is used of the Holy Spirit to cause potential to surface in the lives of God's people. I just talked to you about I'm a living witness and a testimony of that. Dr. Sharon is an ordained minister of the gospel and a gifted entrepreneur who has been used of God to empower believers to pursue their individual destinies and purposes. Mm-hmm. She served as a former four-store McDonald's franchise owner operator. God has used Dr. Sharon to champion causes that enable women to secure their second chance in Christ so they can watch this find deliverance from addictions and rehabilitation from prison. Oh, you're doing a mighty work. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And then it says, and then I'm looking at your bio. And of course you are the mother of five. Yes. Yes. And you are a grandmother. Of 13. Of 13. Yes. So, hey, listen, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish. Let me tell you. Replenish after your own kind. Absolutely. And so listen, that your legacy will live on forever. That's right. And so, although she is gifted in her own right, 
She has made it a priority to be used of God to support her church's vision and develop her children for the master's use and glory. All of her children are spiritually and professionally testaments to her life and ministry of excellence. Amen. I'll start, Dr. Sharon, by laying out another principle you taught me. I okay. had on, we were talking about watches because I was admiring, um, you know, uh, as Puff Daddy would say, looking at my Rolius about that time. And mm-hmm. so I was looking at your, at your watch and I was admiring it. You said, son, you say, here's a lesson I'm going to give. You said, it's better to have one qualitative item than mm-hmm. to have several mediocre items. That's so correct. Said, Don't spend a lot of money to get a lot of things. Spend your money to get quality things, and they'll That's last true. forever. Amen. That's how you do Amen. it. That's yes. right. And That's how you do it. So you, talk to me, Dr. Sharon. What is new? What's going on? Well, what is new is uh, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So God is always new to me. Never, ever, I'll never, never, ever be able to uh, come to uh, say, I know him. And I don't want to know him. I want to continue to learn about him. Um, I'm, as you know, I'm in my retirement uh, stage now, uh, enjoying life, uh, have the opportunity uh, to um, do a lot of things uh, now because of of the seeds that I sown. Uh, uh, Whatever you see, you shall reap. And so I sowed a lot of seed in, into a lot of people, as you said, when I had those four McDonald's. And even before I had those McDonald's, uh, just working for McDonald's Corporation for 12 years, I have sown some good seed. And because I sown good seed, I'm now reaping a great harvest in my life. So whatever seed you sow is what you're going to reap. If you want to harvest, you first got to sow a seed and then you will reap a harvest. If you expect to reap money, then you have to sow money. You can't sow uh, apple seed and expect to get uh, and reap money. So whatever sow you see, that's what you're going to reap. So I sowed a lot of seed in a lot of people's lives. And I have been, I am being blessed with that now. My children are being blessed because I, I allow God to use me in a way that he wanted to, to, to use me and not the way that I wanted to be used. I didn't take those McDonald's, as you said, and use them to gain wealth for myself. I use those McDonald's to hire people that I see had potential and they didn't even know that they had that potential, but God showed me and he has that, you know, I have that gift of seeing things and knowing things when people don't even know that uh, what they're capable of doing or what potential they have in life. God has given me that eye to see it. And um, I, I just used what he gave me, the money, the resources to build people up, to build his people up, uh, the people that uh, the world will call a reject. Uh, God told me that those are the people that really had the anointing on their lives. So those are the people that most of you know, I had people, uh, normal people, what the world will call normal people who worked in my store, but I made sure that I kept a number, a number of positions open for people that the world would call reject. Excellent. So that transformational work that God has called you to, uh, let's talk about it from a leadership standpoint, because I would definitely say your leadership, uh, witnessing it and actually being under it, 
it just innately draws out the best in people. How do you, how are you able to do that? What is it? Is there a secret recipe that you have? Is there an order that you follow uh, in order when people come in your presence and they start to work for you? That literally, I've seen lives transform. I've seen mm-hmm. marriages continue to be built up. I've seen mm-hmm. people who were uh, dejected, rejected, uh, cast away, thrown away, come and find confidence, you know, working for, uh, working for you. How do you, what do you ascribe your leadership style to? I, I, I think that um, what I see, I'll tell you how I see when someone comes into my presence, typically, typically, not always, it, it, they're coming because God has sent them to me. Mm. Now, they don't know that. But once I have observed, prayed, and uh, discerned, I should say, they're there for me to see what they cannot see. And so uh, I began to start a conversation with that person, uh, uh, finding out exactly where they're at, uh, helping them to understand that the gifts that God, because a lot of times people don't, don't know the gifts that they have. Typically, they want other gifts that someone else have, and those are not the gifts that God wants them to walk in. But finding out what, uh, discerning what gifts that they have, and also their temperament, because your temperament, as you well know, comes from uh, your your parents and, and then your grandparents. And so if you don't know what temperament you have, then... Um, that's going to make it more difficult for you to walk in, walk down that journey, that, uh, the road that God wants you to walk down. So helping them find their temperament because their temperament is going to bless them spiritually and it's going to bless them in a vocation that they need to be work, they need to be working in. And so um, uh, I try to find out their temperament and I try to find out their gifts, their spiritual gifts. And then with the combination of that, with prayer and uh, and guidance, able to send them the, down the right path. Not not uh, not saying that they won't get off that track, but willing them back in and letting them know that a man falls seven times, but seven times he gets up. Yes, that's that's amazing. So you said observe, pray, and discern. Yes. So that if somebody comes into your presence, you know that God has sent them. And then from yes, that pretty much. Yeah. And then from that point, helping them discover themselves, yes, discovering absolutely. their potential. Oh, that's that's awesome. You know, I'm listening. I'm trying to I'm pulling the nuggets out of this and learning so much at the same time. So, uh, yeah, because least- you know, my faith, the scripture that God gave me years and years ago, and I never knew that it existed was Jeremiah 29. OK. And 11. Yeah, God knows a plan that he has for you, a plan to do you good and not to harm you. And yes. so, I, you know, I just focus on that plan. I was like, OK, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And if God has a plan for each and every one of us, then we, it is, if, if it's a good if, if it's a good plan and not a plan to harm you, God's not a God that he should lie. God always put his word above himself. So yes. I take him for his word. So that means that even if I get in trouble. And I have been in trouble before, but God has a plan for me. So all I got to do is believe that this, this trouble that I am in, that I can, that God would help me turn it around and I can get back up. And a lot of people believe when they get, when they get down, they, they don't believe that they can get back up, but you can get back up. I don't care how many times you fall, you still can get back up. A lot of people, uh, are dead in their graves now because they didn't understand that they could get back up. 
And so I encourage people, no matter what you do, no no matter how much trouble you've been in, you can bounce back a thousand times if you just believe that you can. You can get up. Absolutely. The promise is always greater than the problem. It is. It really is. Yes, ma'am. So talk to me, especially uh, the way that I view you is as a pioneer, uh, a pioneer in ministry, um, as a prophetess, uh, and also as a pioneer in entrepreneurship uh, during the time where you were overseeing those four stores Mm -hmm. as a franchise owner operator. Uh, Talk to me about where does that confidence come from going into the marketplace uh, boldly taking it by storm and then creating so many other opportunities for those. Like there's, there, I know there are people listening, uh, whether they're millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, uh, mm-hmm. that they're, they're thinking about going into entrepreneurship. What would be your advice? To them? Advice is, he said, right, right to plan. You need, you need to write out the plan, which I did too. And when I found that scripture, the Holy Spirit, uh, appoint me in that script uh, to that scripture like write down the plan because i went to god and said i didn't i don't understand why there are so many homeless people in the world and it just broke me and and i was saying why what you're the god that owns everything the cattle's on the hill why are there people walking around here who don't have and so he said uh when i i mean it, one day I was I was just crying and I went home and when I got home, I, my book opened to Habakkuk two where it says, "Right, you vision. do something about it." Yeah. And so I took a tablet and I did write down, "I'm going to you know become when I become an owner operator, God, I'm going to uh, uh, hire the you know homeless people, women who needs help." I just wrote out a plan and then throughout the whole time I was working at. Uh, McDonald's. I was a um, a consultant for owner operators, and so I seen things that good things that they did and bad things that they did. And so I also had a journal where I says, when I become an owner operator, I'm I'm gonna I have I will do this, but I won't do this. And so you have to write out your plan, and then once you write your plan out, you put it on the shelf, and then it will come. It will come to pass, and along with me saving my money. So you can't, as I told you, you can't spend your money that God gives you uh, uh, on a whole lot of things that, you know, you think your your, your flesh is going to want, but you, you save your money for the things that, for the big things in life. And so I used the money that God gave me. I invested very well. And I didn't put it on my flesh because you can sow to the flesh or you can sow to the spirit. If you sow to the flesh, then you're going to get fleshy things. But if you sow to the spirit, you're going to get things that's going to be eternal. And so I sowed to the spirit of things and not my flesh. And so that money multiplied. It it just multiplied over a series of 12 years. And I was by time, uh, it was time for me to become an owner operator. They asked me to become an owner operator. I had the funds there. And I didn't start out with four stores, only started off with one. So then you, one day to know it, you do it. I was a good steward of what God had given me. 
Absolutely. I remember a story because I worked for you and mm-hmm. at McDonald's. And I remember it was lunchtime. And I think one of the um, people that were coming to do an inspection or something like that, where they get in line and they're they're checking on how long it takes, the time and all that. And I think that I was getting ready to go on break. You said, ah, turn around, boy, getting ready to go, go to this register. And you said, and listen, and you better have those times together. And so, and so, and, and, but what it does, what it did for me was it, it produced a level of excellence in everything that I did. So mm-hmm. it just further evidenced that principle. So when I go out to eat or I'm, I've been at some of these fast food restaurants, I know how much time it should take. I know how many people should be on staff. I know that there should be a runner. I know that there should be a runner for Thank the window. As well. I know that, you know, I know what the floor should look like. I, you know, and so like mm-hmm. all of those things that I observed you teaching others, I was also to get, able to gain and gather that wisdom. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and here I'll share just a personal transparent testimony. Um, when things that got tough for me in 2011, I mean, Dr. Sharon, I lost everything. And uh, I, I end up working third shift at a McDonald's in order to okay. provide for my family. Okay. And when I went in there, I, I, I had taken, I went in there and I said nothing. I just allowed things to happen. And so I started empowering the manager, you know, on things to do. And they didn't know me at the time. So he, this gentleman puts his hand around my shoulder and he says, you know, I think one day you're going to be a manager. And I said, you know, and I just, and I said, well, thank you, sir. I, I appreciate, you know, that encouragement. And uh, I just know that um, what you're teaching, whether it was by observation, whether it was by prayer or discernment or discovery, that mm-hmm. watching your life as an entrepreneur and a leader has blessed me in my leadership. Uh, and we have people on the line that have benefited from your leadership, Dr. Neely's and Dr. Haley. Let's let's talk for a minute. Let's unpack this. So, uh, Dr. Neely's and uh, Miss Haley, let's yeah. talk about how your relationship with Dr. Sharon has produced fruit in your life. Let's talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, prayer. Let's talk about it. Well, um, we'll start with uh, uh, Jocasta Neely and. Yeah. Um, Dr. Sharon, I mean, as you well know, this is phenomenal because I got my spiritual mom and then, you know, what's like a son to us all in, in, in this moment. So I, I get your feeling right now, Audrey, but um, Dr. Sharon, is it what she's imparted to me because I think it's what's phenomenal for me is because my temperament, what she talked about a little bit, is very similar to her. So a lot of times for me to watch her move, how she interacts, how she um, processes, how she prays, all of these things mm-hmm. help me understand me. So I think it's different from for Dr. Neely, whereas it's very similar for me with Dr. Sharon. And I'm sure there are some similarities there, but there's just a plethora of the things that she's been through. A lot of what I go through or what I, you know, what she sees, because, you know, like she says, she, you know, she knows what she's there for. And as a daughter of hers, um, not birth. Um, by her, but by, by blood, by, you know, the blood of Jesus, she yeah. has given us and it continues to impart so much of what she knows and the wisdom that she carries. So it's, it's easy for me to watch her and, and glean for the things that I need to take in just so that I can, you know, I, that way I don't have to take roads. I don't need paths. I don't need to take, or, you know, to get me or advance you. Cause that's what it should do. 
You should advance you or allow you to not take a, a pitfall that's, you know, could potentially, you know, sideline me. So I think that's a lot of, if I could probably give an overview of what that looks like for me, that's what it is for me. Amen. The Bible says to mark the perfect man holding no gender, right? And so when you get a chance to watch, some, somebody asked me, Dr. Neely, about my mentors and, and they asked me why would I allow certain people met, to mentor me uh, because they know how particular I am about who speaks over my life and what I receive. I said, well, I could see my destiny in the cadence of their speech. Uh, when they spoke, I could see myself reflected in what they were saying. Wow. And when Dr. Sharon speaks, it comes out with power. Uh, Dr. Sharon speaks about your potential uh, as if it is her own. Yes. Uh, speak to you, yeah, listen, as, it speaks to you in ways that makes you believe like, can I, I can do that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can, I guess I really can do that. And then, yeah. and then watch this, and then calls you to action. Now go over there and do that. And, right. give, and gives you an opportunity to exercise the word you just received. Exactly. And I think that, I think that, um, speak about it. Yeah, it's, it's not, um, and it's not religious. She's very practical in, in the way that she delivers. Yes. Um, it's very um, receptive in regards to how she delivers it. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, it's tough love sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. also needed. Yes. So, yeah, I, I get that. That's exactly right. Yes. And so, of course, as a prophetess, um, the prophet is there to exhort, to edify and to comfort. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to figure out what mode the prophet is in. <laughs> is it edifying? Right, right, right. And, and, it's, and it's one of those things where you what I what I love about being around Dr. Sharon is that you have to pray because if you don't mm-hmm. pray, mm-hmm. she will know that you have not prayed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and we'll and, listen, and we'll know when you come up with a solution because Dr. Sharon gives you what most people in life won't give you, and that's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you have an opportunity, Dr. Sharon will sit and listen to you and say, now nah, you didn't pray about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you're honest with yourself, you say, well, yeah. And so what it does is it causes cause you to pursue God's best right. so right. that when you bring your solution to the table, you have gotten wisdom from God from that, from his system, a kingdom system and not a worldly system. Right. So. Let's talk about it, uh, uh, Miss Haley. I see that you had to log out and log back on. Let's talk about it. I yes, I did. Had... Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you're on tonight. <laughs> so let's let's talk about it. I know that you have uh, been under Dr. Sharon's leadership. Uh, how has it impacted your life? Well, it's impacted me in so many ways. I can piggyback with the Neelys. However, I think um, what's been very profound with me with my observation is how she parent. Um, and it has trickled down on me and how I am a, a mother now. So I watched her and how she groomed um, her kids and, and how they're, they're, they're paying it back to her for what she instilled in them. So that's my takeaway. Um, Dr. Sharon also has always influenced. I, I love her walk and how she loves in spite. Um, she stands strong and um, she, she don't let things bother her um, as far as um people um, being maybe not as kind to her or, you know, not giving back to when she poured out so much. So just witnessing that is, is just been an honor and also has been very um, impactful in my life too, with my walk with God and just with my daughter. 
Oh, excellent. So, yes, let's go ahead and, and shout the kids out now, Dr. Sharon. Go ahead. Let's shout them out. I know we got Dana, Juanisha, Danielle, Mike, and Jillian. So let's shout them out. Now, and I want to do this for the sake and the purpose of seeing that you've raised them to be spiritually sound and to pursue their personal, their professional callings. So Dana is a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she and, has, and she started her, uh, her, uh, she opened up her practice last year. Okay. Shout out to Dana. And we are excited about that. And she's also a first lady. First lady married to, um, uh, uh, uh my son in love, because I don't have son in laws, Pastor uh, Tony Stewart. Yes. Yes. I remember Tony. Uh, he would put his arm around me when uh, I would see him once or twice, and he would try to give me uh, some pointers and some tips uh, that mm-hmm. I needed at the moment, you know. So <laughs> he would always be trying to, he'd try to give me some wisdom. And I know he loves his basketball. So uh, definitely shout out to them and the work that they're doing. I follow their ministry. And uh, mm-hmm. I know that you are there encouraging their ministry and that you're there praying for, for them and interceding for them. So mm-hmm. I just want to also just encourage them to obviously keep their hand to the plow. Yes. And, uh, they are. Don't give up. There. That's it. And, and uh, definitely uh, to Wanisha. I know she's a psychologist. And uh, she um, uh, married to attorney uh, Devin Stewart, uh, my son in love. Okay. I, I, I say this because all of my my son and loves, I love them dearly because they are men of God. And that is saying a lot in, yes. in, in, in this uh, generation that we are in now. God has blessed each one of my my daughters with profound young men that love the Lord. And because they love the Lord. They take care of my daughters. Amen. Amen. Just like you take care of your wife. Yes, indeed. Because I be watching. Yeah. Oh, I listen. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, when I see you comment or I see you say something, I say, oh, yeah, that's mom. I got to, you know, and, um, and and you've always encouraged us to make sure that we are following the word of God. Mm-hmm. And when you say when you do what God has called you to do, then mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about what you're going to do in regards to uh, those that you love. That's correct. You will be a channel and an expression of his love toward your family. That's correct. And that is something, a conversation we had. And shout out to Danielle and to her husband. Marikas. And uh, uh, again, my my son in love. And Danielle had uh, received her MBA. Yes. Yes. And waiting on her to get her doctrine. Oh, awesome. So we're going to have... Dr. Danielle. <laughs> yes. Dr. White. Yes. Yeah, we, you, know, you know, she just had twins. So, you know, we get, give her a little break right now. And okay. because of what's going on with COVID-19, but she's going to get back in there and, and finish up that too. Yes, absolutely. And I'm thanking God that uh, I know that the hurricane just came through there, but he was able to sustain and preserve them and that nobody was hurt or harmed. So thank yeah. God for that. God, God protecting the blood of Jesus covered, yeah. covered them. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And then we have Mike. Michael James. Mike is yes. doing very well managing uh, Walmart in uh, Texas. So, All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. W- wait, waiting on the, the daughter in love. One day God will bless him as he blessed you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I know is that wisdom said that 
God will always take care of his. He will send the right one. Amen. Uh, my, I tell I tell a lot of young guys who are, you know, ask me about marriage and things like that. I said, listen, if you can look at your wife and say that you deserve her, you got the wrong one. I said, because I said, your wife will always be an indication of God's favor. That's and correct. You, look, you will know that you have come into that union, that covenant by grace. And Amen. so I said, so that is something that when you look out, I know that uh, you said a long time ago, you said, as we journey, God will prepare both of you. You said it, if it be his will, and he if always it will. That's if it. it be his will. So just go, I, I tell all my children, go and do what God has called you to do. And then uh, once you go and do the things that God wants you to do and finish where he wants you to finish, then that man will, God will send that man to you. He will. Absolutely. The man, the man that he wants you to have. Yes. Not yes. you out there picking one for yourself. All right. He could do a much better job. <laughs> he can. He can. He can. And then we he have can. baby girl Jillian. Baby girl Jillian is on her in another year, is on her way to medical school. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we thank, I thank God for that. Uh, and again, that comes from, as uh, Katisha was talking about, uh, I, um, have not always did the right thing in regards to, when I say the right thing, making the right choices and have failed down, have failed, have gotten back up to get back on that straight and narrow uh, path that God wanted me to get on. Because I always put God first and then I put my, my family second. So I always wanted to not be held accountable because God makes us accountable for everything that we know about. I never wanted to go to heaven. God says, why didn't you do this for the children that I allowed to come into your life? And that's both the children uh, that I had and even the spiritual children like yourself, the Neelys and Haley's that God placed in my life and so many other more. I never, ever want God to say, I sent them to you and you did not tell them. Now, I will tell you, if you don't want me, if you don't do it, then that's on you. But for God to tell me to tell you something and I I make the decision that I'm not going to do it, then that's on me. So, yeah. My children had a lot of tough love, but that tough love, they now understand it was for their good. And, and, and thank me now for having the tough love that I gave them, along with my spiritual children. The tough love will get us where we need to be. God gives us tough love, too, but he still loves us. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that so many people have the misconception of how love should be expressed. Mm -hmm. um, because I tell my students, uh, mom, that if I say that I love you and I don't hold you accountable, then, right. yeah, then I can't say that I truly love you. Mm -hmm. Because if I see you settling for anything less than your best, I have mm -hmm. an obligation to speak up to help you realign, or as I say, keep the focus. <laughs> mm -hmm. Keep the focus, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, your children are... Grounded spiritually, they're doing a great work. Professionally, they are successful, and uh, they're they're leading their families in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And yes, I think that that is a great testament uh, to your leadership. Now, Doctor Sharon, I have a question for you. Okay. Considering considering this time of COVID nineteen and 
mm-hmm. a lot of things that are happening and the opportunities that exist for entrepreneurs. Uh, where where do you see like the the holes or the gaps where people could really jump in and and take advantage of these opportunities as an entrepreneur? Well, I th- uh, there, and, and to your point, there is a lot of opportunity out here for people to take advantage of. Um, I think that um, we, I'll say we, I think we as a race have forgotten the basis in regards to um, getting the opportunities or, 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 or jumping on board with the opportunity that God has given because we have forgotten God. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I mean, we got so much technology that's out here, so much word that's out here, but people are, are not listening to the word like they're supposed to. People are not reading the words like they're supposed to. It's a one-on-one relationship with you and the Father in heaven. Okay. Yeah. How did I become an entrepreneur when everybody knows it takes a certain amount of money in order to do that? Well, I didn't do that because I had money. I was born with money. I had a nice living. My parents taught me we, we had a nice living. However, when the when God told me, the Holy Spirit told me that I was going to become an owner-operator, it was through the Spirit that those things came. But the only reason I heard what God was telling me is because I had a one-on-one relationship with Him. Just like I talked to you, God talked to me, God gave me steps of what to do to be in the right place at the right time. People are not are not connected with God so they can actually hear. You can have whatever you want. Yes. If you are connected to God and if God knows that you're not going to spend it on your own flesh. So there's a lot of opportunities out here that people can be making money. This is the time for people to step up but they can't hear where they're supposed to be going. Are the ideals floating? You got to hear what God's telling you, what door to walk through. And you got to move when he tells you, you got to move. You can't, oh, I got to think about it. Oh, you got to move. He speaks to you in dreams. He speaks to people in open vision. Are you connected? If you're not, then the Holy Spirit can't lead, guide, and direct your path. The word is real. And a lot of times because of things that maybe a a preacher or a pastor did that did not come out the right way, that has nothing to do with God. God's real. Absolutely. And so so as far as taking advantage of the opportunities that exist, the first thing we need to do is stay connected to our Father. And, so, and let him lead and guide us through the Holy Spirit. And then he'll show us what moves to make, what doors mm-hmm. are open and when to take action. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you got to know uh, what what your gifts are, what your skills are. And don't be afraid of small beginning. I started off. I had a um, a professional job before I started working at McDonald's. I started off as a manager trainee. A lot of people don't want to start at the ground level. Mm-hmm. See, are you going to build a foundation? I started at the ground le- level at McDonald's because I started at the ground level and I was not puffed up or 
I, I dropped my humility. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be humble about this, even though I could probably uh, work someplace else uh, and not come home with grease on my, on, on my clothing every day. But I started at the bottom level and I build a strong foundation. When you when you start at the bottom, you're building a strong foundation. And then when the storm comes, they can't knock you down. That's right. Absolutely. Despising not the day of, of small and humble beginnings. Small beginnings. Yes. Small and small beginnings takes you on up the ladder. But a lot of people are like I'm not gonna I remember starting McDonald's, we're like, uh, are you are you flipping burgers? Yeah, I'm flipping burgers. Yes. Are you dropping fries? Fries? Yes, I'm dropping fries. Yes. And then 12 years later, they're saying, how did you do that? I didn't stay as a manager trainee. I just worked my way up. Because yes. I heard God tell me to go there. And I went. Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm sitting here and, you know, I, I think in very animated ways. So I was like, if I had to tell the Dr. Sharon story, I could say it, it would start off uh, big dreams, small beginnings. Small beginnings. And so small that beginning. that is so powerful. I would love to have like a, uh, I always have a challenge on this show, Dr. Sharon. And so I know the Neely's and and uh, Miss Haley is on. So I'm going to commission them because I do not feel right offering a challenge to you. <laughs> So I won't challenge. I can't say, oh, I'm challenging. No, no, ma'am. Uh, but what I am challenging the Neelys, challenging Miss Haley. And I love y'all. Y'all know y'all. I'm still like a, the, the son to you all as well. But we have that that relationship where I can I'm going to present an idea to Dr. Sharon and I'm going to challenge you all. Is that OK? <laughs> I love you to say. All, all right. right. So, <laughs> and so, Dr. Sharon, as I present this idea to you, uh, to, to some way uh, kind of write down and enumerate uh, that process that you were talking about, about observing, about praying, discerning, and discovering. Um, because that is, right now, that is a whole curriculum of personal development that you just laid out, that so many people, you have what they call social proof uh, in the Neelys that are on here, myself that's on here, uh, Miss Haley that is on here, I can name countless others who, whose lives have been impacted uh, from you given that opportunity. But literally, I don't know if you've thought about this. Have you thought about being a, a, a coach? That's what I do very well. I, but see, you use the, uh, the word coach. Yes, ma'am. Meaning um, like in the marketplace, you right. know, there are, there are people who, like, hey, listen, I, I, yeah. need this, I need this direction and instruction. Right. But a mentor, see, and and I remember doing uh, a seminar on uh, a mentor versus a coach. Yes. And coaches nowadays, and and, and I'm not knocking coaches, they get paid quite well. How, you know, if you're a very good coach, you can get paid. Um, Because this is my gift, I don't want to sell my gift. And so I rather mentor someone and them not pay me. Therefore, I can tell you what I want you to know, which is tough love. Yes. And 
You're not paying me to keep my mouth closed when I need to tell you what God says. With a coach, they have to kind of tiptoe around that Mm -hmm. so that they don't mess up their livelihood. Well, if you're not paying me, then I don't have to tiptoe around. I'm going to tell you what God wants me to tell you. (laughs) So that's, that's that's my thing about coaching versus a mentor. A mentor is there whenever you need him or her to guide you for the rest of your life. A Mm -hmm. coach is there to get you that promotion or get you over a hump or get you to do something, uh, maybe a pride, get you through a project. It's like they're like a recruiter. Okay. You hire a recruiter. They, you pay them a certain amount of money. If your resume is not right, they'll tell you they're, you know, they're, uh, they're critiquing you on that. Or if you, um, once you get that position, the recruiter go away. I'm a mentor and I'm going to be here for like, right. Nilly's right. Haley. I'm, I'm, I'm always here. Yeah. He's always there. I'm always here. Amen. That, that's no matter what. Because mentorship goes into relationship, right? Right. And mm-hmm. and coaching is very task oriented, as you were saying. Um, there's that there's mentorship, there's counseling, there's coaching. And so you're a lifetime mentor in yep. which there should be a level of honor and reciprocation to honor the gifts that's on your life. And I know with the Neelys and with with uh Miss Haley, that there is a level of honor and that honor has brought them to this show this evening. So uh, I thank God for your gift. I thank God for you sharing your gift with us. And listen, there. I want you to tell, I'll open it up. I want you to tell, if you remember any stories of when I was a young teenager, uh, Neely's, no, we, you can't tell the stories. No, I cannot open that up for you all. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You don't want to but, open that box. That's Pandora's yeah. box. <laughs> no, no, listen. No, we're going we're going to go there. I I want to just reminisce and reflect for a second. So Dr. Sharon, do you remember any time when I was a teenager interacting with you? Do you, how how was I share with the drawing board nation? How was I as a teenager? Well, you know, you did tell a story about uh receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, which I knew when I looked into your eyes that you were serious about this and that you, you that you were ready you, and you had, you had opened up your uh, you had asked God before you you had had come and 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 shared that with me. So I knew that uh, the timing was right for you. But as long as I remember you you when you worked for me and also when you went to Cornerstone and we, and of course we all uh, uh, can thank God for uh, uh, Doctor Apostle Underwood. Yes. When uh, at church, because uh, a lot of all of you who's on here right now benefit from being at Cornerstone Prep, being at Cathedral of Praise uh, and being around Apostle Underwood. But you have uh, when I seen you, you were I always knew that you were were going to have the gift of gab, as I call it. uh you and uh pastor nina anderson yes i knew yes. i knew uh and tori i knew <laughs> that you guys would have uh and dr neely yes uh, y'all would have the gift of gab and you guys have did wonderful in 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 uh what god is uh 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 place you're in right now but i'm telling you i know right now and i know that your your second book is coming out right yes ma'am 
okay. second book is coming out on the 30th, which is called Mind Your Business, Self-Care Strategies and, and Mindfulness Practices Designed to Reduce the Harmful Effects of Stress. And, and, and here's the deal. When I read that title about Mind Your Business, that's something that I always did. I mind my own business. And because I mind my own business, I was able, I didn't worry about who was around me and what they were doing. I only took care of Sharon. That's just why God, uh, I was able to stay focused and move in the direction that God. So people should mind their own business. But I always knew that you were going to have the gift of God. But I also know that God's not through with you yet. Amen. And that there are there's greater things coming your way. You just got to stay focused and keep him uh, the head like you have always done and keep that lady that God has given you right beside you. And God is going to continue to use you on a national level with your voice. I receive that. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So the prophetic is definitely in flow here. Dr. Neely's. Now, you can't say anything about my crazy teenage story after the prophetic has flown. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I just want to open it up. And uh, first, let me thank God for that word that just came forth. Let's Hallelujah. thank God for that word. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, Dr. Neely's, uh, what, what is your memory that comes to mind about being at Cornerstone Prep? Uh, I'll share with you a story that I had. Uh, when I went to Northrop uh, that year, uh, it seemed like it was a lifetime. Uh, it was only nine months that I actually, you want to call it a, a wild and out spell. <laughs> I was at, yeah. So I was at Northrop and I, listen, I had gone to so many high schools. I was enrolled at Northrop and then every so often I would go visit another high school just on my uh, selected days off. I would take some days off and say, well, let me go up to Southside. Oh, let me go up to Northside. And because I was, I had so many great relationships uh, with people at the school, they would let me in the school and I would just be walking around the school like I went there. Uh, but but I didn't go there. I would listen. I was so I was just doing my own thing. And um, I got a chance. I went to Northrop, but I was participating in extracurricular activities at Southside. <laughs> I guess it was that gift of gab, you know. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so for those parents out there who has a child. Uh, that doesn't seem to be aligning with what the seed you've sown in their life. Hold fast to the promise that yes. God gave you regarding That's them. Right. Because if someone would have made a judgment call about my life during those nine months, my sophomore year, they would have made the wrong choice. That's I just right. having, having my challenges. Don't judge something before it's time. That's Don't right. judge that child before it's time. Don't judge that business before it's time. Don't judge anything before it's time. So Dr. Neely's, what was a, what's a moment that you remember of, of me growing up uh, at Cornerstone Prep and Cathedral of Praise? Oh, I remember very vividly your season in the Lyceum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, Apostle used to uh, put, Dr. Under, we used to put all those, uh, those uh, assignments on the, the board and he would allow you guys to process that information. And watch. I would just watch you. He would give you opportunity. He'll say, Andre, process that. And he would use those exact terms. Mm -hmm. And though, and, and I know because, uh, you know, just because I know that you did, like you say, you had your prodigal season. But when you decided to be serious about mm -hmm. God, um, I tell you, like, you, and you made it perfectly known since day one. 
Like I am a protege of Dr. Oscar Underwood. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and you are definitely a chip off the block. Like you're those gym, like how they say on the streets, you know, he, he be dropping them gems. You were picking up those gems. Yes. And right mm-hmm. now those gems are benefiting um the kingdom, they're benefiting your family, they're benefiting your children, because you you decided that those principles that he, Dr. Underwood was teaching in that lyceum were were um uh gonna produce life for you, wealth, success influence and most of all is going to draw people to the kingdom um Amen. So, yeah i mean it, it definitely everything you said like it is definitely coming to pass you can tell that you are um a, a, a student that or an alumni if i will if you will of c prep for Amen. Sure. yeah when you say yes to cornerstone you have always consistently said yes to cornerstone excellence poise knowledge able capable lovable beautiful you know all those things those core values that Dr. Underwood has 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 stressed, and when it comes to Dr. Sharon, because she you know she she's no joke when it comes yeah. you know leadership. Yeah. Like she, mm-hmm. when I thought about what you were saying about her, about she led by example in that McDonald's when she, when she said I dropped the fries. I, I was I was amazed that like oh she owned the joint and she in here dropping fries instead of yeah. telling somebody else to get over here to drop them fries. Like you know you just every time you got around someone who had wisdom, you sat at their feet. And you are benefiting today because you understand Amen. the importance of honoring wisdom when she walked into the room. Amen. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And uh, wow, that wasn't the story I was expecting, but <laughs> it brought it brought back to my remembrance, uh, you know, those days. And um, well, you know, I, the- you know I- I'll share with you, uh, Dr. Neely's, um, one of the story I remember about you all uh, in my prodigal season, we'll call it. That's what we'll call it. Um, I had come to church and, you know, I had taken a vacation from everything. I was, I wasn't at Cornerstone. I was, I wasn't coming to church and I had had an experience, um, where I was out and someone had literally gotten shot next to me. So I said, I got to go to church tomorrow. Like I, I got to get to church. And, uh, from that point, my eyes became open to, uh, the spiritual realm, because I knew the enemy had an assignment uh, to take me out. Uh, you got You have to know when you're on the hit list. And so that's right. And um, and so I went to church that next day and it seemed like apostle. I was sitting way in the back and my mom asked me, say, you know, are you going to go up to the front and give your life back? I said, Mama, the same God that's at the altar is the same God <laughs> back at the seat. I said, he's omnipresent. He's at, you know, so, and so. You know, uh, Doc folded his arms like this. You know how he folds his arms. So he folded mm-hmm. his arms, and it seemed like the whole congregation, like the Red Sea, split. <laughs> and he was looking right at me. Oh, hot tears flowed from my eyes. Mm-hmm. Here's what was phenomenal about it, the experiences. When I got ready to get to the altar, by the time I got there, all of my classmates and my friends were standing with me. Uh, yep. And... Everyone else had given their life back to God. And, um, oh, man, I felt that. Hold on. I'm not going to yeah, let me pull it together. And um, I had confessed and he put the mic in my hand and it's just been on ever since. Yes. Here's what, here's what you did, uh, Dr. Neely's. I hadn't even said I was coming back to Cornerstone. I had just given my life to God, you know, <laughs> giving my life back to God. You said, oh, you told my mama, oh, don't worry about it. We got we got his uniforms already. We picked out his desk. We do it. And so 
my mom said, hey, listen, they said they uh, got your uniforms and stuff, and you're going to – I said, mama, I just gave my life back to God. I didn't say I was going back. And so she said, no, son, I think you should go on back. I said, mama, you're right. And so I, when, I joined, when, I, when I came back, uh, got promoted and graduated my junior year, uh, mm-hmm. my senior, and God has a way of when you commit to him, he accelerates uh, the process of, of your destiny. Uh, because you've totally yielded to him. So, Dr. Sharon, again, we have come to the conclusion of our interview, believe it or not. It seems like this time has just gone by. It I has. Say, yes, ma'am. And I just want to say for the world to hear uh, that when I tell my story, that you are intricately woven into that, um, mm-hmm. that, your, that you know, your service to God and your standard of excellence has impacted my lives and in my life in a way that blesses my children, uh, that blesses my ministry, uh, that blesses my service to God. So uh, know that your name uh, will definitely, it stays on my mouth when I talk about my relationship with God and I share with people that story. So I just want to share that to the Neelys. You know, if I had, if we were present, I would kiss my hand and pop your (laughs) forehead as you do the same thing for me. And to, uh, I'll call you Dr. Haley. I don't know if you're Dr. Haley yet, but I'm going to go ahead and speak that out, Dr. Haley. Um, you know, I just thank God for you being on this call this evening. And uh, I look forward to what God is doing in your life. And just be open to him doing a brand new thing in your life. Amen. Uh, be open to him just opening up doors and avenues and activating that area that you just kind of had tucked away, that gift that you hadn't fully used. And God can, he's going to call for it because there's a need for it. And um, I want to say to you all, to the Drawing Board Nation, I need you to go out. I need you to follow Dr. Sharon. Where can they follow you at, Dr. Sharon? Uh, they can follow me. Oh, on my Facebook is Sharon uh, 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 Serving You. Sharon, Sharon Underwood Serving You. Underwood. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And so to all of those listening, you know I finished with your future is not behind you. It's not before you. It is within you. And I'm Andre Ebron. God bless. Peace.